This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 86, sponsored by ComicHole.com and the Netflix. I, I can stay in cause I'm single and it's raining. I, I can stay in cause I'm single and it's raining all my life. I'm compromised Our house stays quiet But not this 
Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick Week Podcast, episode number 86. I'm Ron, and I'm here with Josh. Connor. And we didn't, we didn't work that out ahead of time. <laughs> you can't nor, nor, nor did we not edit those names in. <laughs> anyway, so um, this is the iFanboy podcast where we talk about comic books. Um, every week one of us um, reads a bunch of comics and writes a review on iFanboy.com, and then we come here and talk about it, and it's been a while since I've done this. so I, I just realized that. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm stumbling over my lines. Why does this feel so awkward, though? <laughs> so, um, so this show is for this week's books. We, um, we talk about the books that came out this week and letters and voicemails and the stuff that's happening now. Um, and it comes out every Sunday night, so you can, you know, something to look forward to. Um, but before it's we like get to- it's our first episode. I know. <laughs> Someone changed the script. It's all different now. <laughs> Not different. So um, before we get to the show, a quick reminder, a warning. We just want to warn you that we're talking about what happened in the comic books this week, so there might be spoilers. In fact, I can guarantee there will be spoilers, especially this week. Someone changed the script. Who could that be? Um, so- Gordon! <laughs> So um, if you haven't read your comic books yet, I'd press pause and go read them, or if you don't mind them being spoiled, keep on listening. But um, you know, we're going to get to the spoiling, so Connor, why don't you spoil everything for me? Uh, well, Bart Allen died. Oh, shit. you're kidding me. <laughs> if you knew anything about Flash and you looked at the cover of this book... Yeah. <laughs> you knew. There wasn't really. I was like, well, well I Black think, Flash shows think, up when someone dies. Well, no, I think it was. I think it's a combination of if you knew anything about the Flash or if you paid attention to the news from the cons this past weekend, you knew that Bart Allen was going to die. Yeah, see, I yeah well, if you didn't, then you don't know. But right. the pick of the week was Flash number 13, and before we really dive into that, this was a fantastic week of comic books. It really was. I had so literally remember five, that episode yeah. 86 is the one where, where Connor loved everything. Yeah, yeah. I had, like, I had five legitimate pick of the weeks where I could have written about in any of those books and felt okay about it. Yeah, um, no, that I, never happens. There, there were a lot of really good books that came out this week. And we're really. going to talk about a bunch of those, but right now it's Flash. Flash ended up being the one because... Um, this one packed a wallop, I thought. Um, wallop. It's basically, <laughs> Bart Allen is, is the, the fourth Flash. He took over for Wally when Wally got sucked into the Speed Force in Infinite Crisis. And he's been, he's been the victim of a really rocky book where they reboot after, and one year later was really just not very good. It, it, um, it, honestly, if, if it wasn't for Wonder Woman, um, like Flash has skated by. If Wonder Woman didn't have so much problems, I imagine there would be a lot more furor over how bad this book's been. Wonder Woman and Superman pretty yeah. much mask yeah. the Flash. I mean, that, I, I mentioned this in a review. I actually dropped the Flash around issue four, and I had been buying Flash since 1991. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, so it was it was that that rocky. So now he but he Mark Guggenheim took over for the writers Danny Bilson and uh, DeMeo. Paul. And uh, Paul DeMeo, and he did a really good job culminating in issue 13 where Bart Allen loses his connection to the Speed Force, so he's just an ordinary dude, and basically the Flash's rogues beat him to death. And it was harrowing. And it was inspiring, too, because he never gave up. He had no powers. He could have run away and escaped. He was given the opportunity, but he said, no, heroes don't run. I'm going yeah. to face these guys. I may, I may be outnumbered 8 to 1, but I'm a hero, damn it, whether I have my Speed Force powers or not. And he did, and he fought... And he died. How much you did, love that kind of shit, don't you? Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, how much did you want to stop reading this comic book and go do something? Absolutely. Yeah. I felt so inspired, and then I went to sleep. Yeah. And then the last four... <laughs> I didn't even mean to. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> uh, and the last four pages were just fantastic. They were completely silent, and it featured basically the reactions of, of some of the characters around the DCU to the news, and Robin's collapsing to the floor upon hearing the news, and Jesse Quick... Who many people may not know who, 
for a long time ago was with a speedster herself and she, uh, with Jay well, Liberty Bell. And yeah. she used to be Jesse Quick. Well, her name is Jesse right. Quick. Um, her her she's like that's her Wally West name. And right. uh, in the then the big funeral and it was just it was fantastic. I mean, this was this was a flash. Yep. This is what people have been waiting for forever. Mm-hmm. And now it's over. It's <laughs> it's really interesting because you know this book this I, I thought it was great too and I I mean it was definitely high up there. I mean and and actually I just want to take a second to say how great was uh, Tony Daniels' art. Amazing. Good. I was yeah. like I was like why wasn't he on the book this whole run? It was so I, good. I love how he draws Flash kind of life as oh, opposed yeah. to totally jacked. You know yeah. he was on yeah. Teen Titans. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So oh, man, I wish I was reading Teen Titans. Um. um but but I thought I thought it was really good. But I, the the question I had about it was like is the like okay so Flash was a book in trouble for like you know six seven months ago we knew it was in right. trouble. This okay. is the, this is the conspiracy part, right? Well, yeah, a little bit. So then and then I, I, I we're going to talk about JLA uh, as well because this what happened in the Flash kind of ties, ties, it, it, ties yeah. into what happened in JLA. Now you got the feeling at San Diego last year that Meltzer and Johns knew what they were doing with this JLA JSA crossover. Yes. So the question is, is that how much of what happened in the Flash and JLA is was planned, and we were always this is always going to happen? Versus they're like, oh shit, and they changed decision. Well, I feel like this was a, a, a one year feint. You do like they, they yep. totally put this book out in order to make us think that Wally really was dead. Yeah, and so that when they brought him back in, in the Justice League, whoops, that's what happened. Justice League, um, that that it'd be all the more shocking, even though it really wasn't. Right. No, I, I agree. I, th- I think this is all planned out. And it, I guess it, may, it makes sense. And I should have mentioned it. Justice League of America number ten, um, which well, I guess we'll also talk about at the same time. The the big spoiler moment of that is that the culmination of the JLA JSA crossover ended with Wally West returning. Well, it was mm-hmm. called the Lightning Saga. So that right, was, yeah, yeah. I know. At the end, I was like, well, duh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what an idiot I am. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I read an inter- I read an interview with Meltzer and Johns today actually, where they said that they had uh, planned to bring Wally back for a while, and then they found out the. Basically, DC said Bart's also going to die, so it all worked together. Oh, whether, wow. or not, whether or not that's true or not, but it's clearly... I mean, this is Flash tied into Justice League tied into Countdown. They yep. all tied it together. I don't think you can plan that much as a quickly, we've got to cancel this book kind of thing. And yeah, get, no. and get Mark Wade on the new Flash and get that ball, get that ball rolling. I think you've got to have it all planned out quite, no. quite a ways in advance. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I, that was the conclusion I came to. It was like, damn, they've had... This is like... This is like Architected and orchestrated. Well, it's ballsy to, to la- launch a book that's basically a, a like a, a decoy. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny because Marvel could take a, a lesson from this book because the coordination, of timing of all this, plus the fact that none of this slipped out ahead of time. Yep. You know, like it wasn't well, that, like that, that could be a combination of either people not caring or not knowing. You know, I mean, because it was right. off the radar. You know, but but yeah, you're right. I mean, like, and, I mean, no, that's totally true. But at this, like, it just at the same time, like. The books Love all came out in the same yeah. week, and they've been going on for a really long time. So right. whoever's in charge of the continuity over there, not just the internal story continuity, but the book continuity, the getting the scheduling on everything, mm-hmm. needs needs to needs to be commended. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. totally. Uh, however, I have a question. I have a continuity so, question. In the for the Flash, or yeah, okay, good. yeah, sort of. How come Bart, who started out younger than Robin, is now older than Robin? He was aged. He was, was he? aged. Yeah. Cri- Infinite Crisis aged him. Yeah, Love aged, it when there's aged. an answer. Aged to a young adult. Right. In, in the first issue, they commented on that how he aged up to like twenty one or whatever it was. Okay, yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Yeah. So. And I knew, I mean, anybody who's been reading DC forever, like I have, knows the title page was a homage to Death of Barry Allen. So that was yeah. that was what I knew for sure. It was over for Bart. Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, I, the Black Flash thing they could have gotten away with because the Black Flash is a relatively new concept and wasn't there when Black, but Barry died. So my first issue of of uh, Flash that I ever read was the Black Flash saga by uh, I think it was Miller. Miller and Morrison together yep. wrote that, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's why I, I didn't necessarily believe that he had to die because it's it's that new. But the uh... but but the, the the great thing was is that is that the writing was on the wall. I mean, if you look at the covers, if you look at that for title page stuff like that. But even throughout the issue, I actually believed them. Like, okay, maybe Inertia is going to die. Maybe you right. know, Maybe Bart gets through this. You oh, know? Yeah, you're, you're yeah. right. Um, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I, Connor, you have the different cover than I do. Yeah, In I have, mine, yeah. the Black Flash is holding the dead body. That kind of gives it so away. So it's a little less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I really, I, I, I thought that, that I didn't have that cover. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I thought that the Robin page, by the way, is one of the best pages that I've seen. Like how how Tim Drake isn't going to collapse and just just go crazy at this point. Yeah. His dad died. His best friend died. His other good friend died. Yep. Um, he just can't. He just his can't girlfriend keep... died. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well, I mean, both those both those pages with with um, the JSA and Robin, I thought were great. But they're not, I mean, they're just well constructed too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Totally. That's 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 storytelling. You didn't need any dialogue for that at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but this was this is great. I mean, this was this was this one hit, this one hit you in the gut. Oh yeah. It's it very... funny. I didn't read the Bilson and DeMeo stuff. I just started when Guggenheim did. So You're, you, I didn't even, you, yeah. I don't even have any of that bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't miss much. Justice League Ten was also. I mean, we might as well just keep talking about this whole thing because yeah, because they all tie into each other. Um. So basically, the whole point of the whole saga was the Legion of Superheroes was bringing back Wally. <laughs> you say you say that tentatively. <laughs> well, because because someone else is in the in the in the lightning rod at the end. It's not Wally, right? Exactly. It's probably Barry. Well, that 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 he went into they they brought Barry back into into their universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't who I don't know who that person was, you know. But um, but yeah, no. I thought I mean I thought that honestly, this in my mind, this issue made up for the the wackiness of this crossover. I thought, yeah, I thought not at all, not in the least because it paid off. Of it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Uh, the whole story. No, it, it, it really doesn't. But I was just glad it was over and I understood what the ending was. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, unlike the Solomon Grundy one where I was like, what, what, you know, like yeah. I had flow charts and stuff like. that. I was like, okay, okay, off. Wally's back and all of those Legion people are gone. Let's go. Yeah. Let's okay, move. Exactly. Yeah. Here. But now <laughs> Wally and the Karate Kid are both in the Justice League now. So now there's about 18 people on the team. <laughs> and Geo Force. <laughs> and one of them is named the Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just, I can't. I can't take that seriously. I'm but sorry. But he also. But that. Pre, come on. That predates the movies. I know. No. I know. I know it does. And I'm not saying it doesn't. When all doesn't saying, matter. Culturally, yeah. the other one took over. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's going to make you think wax on, wax off every damn time. Wasn't there <laughs> and, even a joke about that? Yeah. They did. Yeah. The come Man. on. Starman actually said it. Yeah. I love. But, um, I love Batman being confused because he thought Barry was going to be resurrected. Yeah, I thought that was great. I, uh, the, the little subtle, I thought it was going to be someone else line was, was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, the one thing, take the masks off and Wally, Roy, I don't know who's who. Yeah, well, that's 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 the horrible art by Ed, Ed Bennis. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. Although, got, although, but the thing is, I liked Ed Bennis's art in this issue. Great, I thought the art was great. It's just that one, like when they're well, talking to each other, I was like, you take off Roy's little eye thing, and and they look the same. Look at all the men and look at all the women. They're the same yeah. with different hair. Yeah, it's true. Good point. Yeah, Ooh. but. Yeah. Well, thank God that you have that Michael Turner cover to no. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, um, so, don't get me started on Michael Turner covers. No, I know. We don't need to. Yeah. Somebody likes it, obviously. Yeah, fucking the comic Nobody I know. eBay does. Um, it was, he had a big line last year. Yeah, I know, and he wasn't even sketching. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm still bitter. Um, <laughs> so, Ron, do you feel better now that Wally's back? Are you out of bed? Are you taking off the... Yeah, shirt? I feel... I, actually, off I, the I, music? I, you, you wiped off crumbs off your shirt? 
I had a little. That I was little, bringing it back like a year. It is wow. I had a little bit of a spring in my step today or, or on Thursday. I, it was. Um, I was like, all right. I, you know, like yes, okay, things are back to normal. All right. We I, woke I, up I this morning. It was just like long time. Yeah. We just woke up this morning and said, "You know what? It's a beautiful day." Yeah, and he, went, bar- I, he I joined UNICEF. <laughs> he 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 donated money. Uh, I believe you're leaving for the Peace Corps next week. <laughs> no, I woke up. I opened the blinds. The birds are singing. The sun was shining. It was, <laughs> he did yeah, a musical was, number. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was a whole new. It's a whole new. It's like a whole new lease on life, basically. Boy, by yeah. the way, at the end of this, were you just like, okay, that's enough with the dialogue boxes? That and I more at the, on the last page. I was um, mm-hmm. more perplexed by the title of this issue. <laughs> well, it's in it's in the creature language. That's uh... right. But I feel as if it was also trying to be in a way to read it. And I was yeah. and I, I probably spent about twenty minutes like the and I just gave up. So I spent about eight seconds doing that. That yeah. means it, the translation is actually the joke is on you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is that is that true? No, I was searching um, for who the Brainiac uh, Five uh, yeah. dialogue box colors were. Oh God, those too dialogue boxes! Green and green. All right, too good. Too many and then... people. Although, although I did, I thought at the end the wrap up when Power Girl and Black Canary is like n- the same time next year or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, next year then. Well, that sooner, was always yeah. a good part I about hope. the yeah. crossover, but yeah. I don't hope sooner. I hope yeah. not. Yeah, I hope they take some time apart. So you guys saying on the book? Yeah, I'm Jeff. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, totally. I've been on Justice League since Morrison. I'm not going to Meltzer's on two more. He's got two more issues. He's doing uh, two one-shots, and then Dwayne McDuffie takes over. Yeah, so we'll see about that. Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a shot. Everybody really likes his Justice League, and he wrote the, he wrote the cartoon, so. Yeah, true, okay. Yeah, no, I said I'll give it a shot. I don't really know enough about Dwayne McDuffie to say, like, literally, the only, I, I know that people absolutely loved Static Shock for a long time. And he wrote a really good action comics that I read. And he, and he, he did miles, the Milestone comics. They were good, too. So, I mean, yeah. he's, he's really good. Yeah, no, he's solid. He's solid. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's large. He towers over me. He towers over you. That's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. He was at the isotope party. Anyway. Eggs uh, young. Flash was a pick of the week. JLA could have been a pick of the week. Um, another one that could have been a pick of the week was Checkmate number 15, which was awesome. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. This would have been right up there for me. It Definitely. was grisly. Yep. It was. Yep. It was really grisly. <laughs> How many comics can you say one of the main characters is dismembered? I know that was that was rough. I couldn't believe it. Basically, what you do is there is a big joint operation between the Outsiders and Checkmate, and that's been this crossover. Which, which again, I admit at first I was just like, you didn't, I don't you want to know part of that. I want to know, but and it's been like the best thing ever. Um, ah. By the way, look at the cover. Like he's holding the dismembered arm. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't notice that. Um, and and basically. Um, What's her name? Sasha and, and Nightwing. No, not Nightwing. No, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, Boomerang. Boomerang. Boomerang have Boomerang. been captured, and Egg Fu Young is going to te- to torture them. I don't know if that's his name. Not to- not torture him, but like you know, he's trying to. He's researching. He's yeah. he's 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 seeing what makes him tick. So. Yeah, but how does it appear to them? Right. If, yeah. if you're the experiment subject, either way, yeah. uh, it's grisly. And at one point, like they're they're intimating that it's about to happen. You flip the page, and Nightwing is in a cell, and you just see like the word balloons and screams, and you ooh, yeah, yeah. wow. Because you're minute, yeah reading these comics, you're conditioned to think that somebody's going to bust through the wall any second and, and no. help them. Yeah, mm. but um, but you did have your um your shocking ending. Um, which, Not so much shocking as awesome. 
Well, here's, here, here's my here's my thought about that. Um, and so, for everybody knows, they 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 the finally checkmate is struggling with you know wanting to save their people, but because of the political ramifications of it being the Chinese government and the Korean government and stuff Korea, like that, yeah, yeah. you know, and so their 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 arms are tied with the politics stuff, and they're trying to figure it out. But they and really they're concerned, you know, because checkmate can't go near North Korea without authorization from the Security Council. Then the last page we turn, and it's Mr. Terrific talking to Batman, and Batman saying, "I don't work for the Security Council." So he can and go any damn place he wants. The and that's the moment I. Realize that Batman is DC's Punisher. No, that's that's Jason Todd. <laughs> no, no, I mean that. No, I know what you mean. He's the you last page I mean? guy. The last <laughs> page gasp, like, all right, ass kicking's gonna happen now. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. This was you could have you could have put this book in Marvel and put the Punisher on this page, and you wouldn't have missed the beat. Well, that wouldn't have made any sense. Well, right, well, no, Why is Mr. Was... talking to the Punisher? <laughs> no, no, I, the Punisher wouldn't involve himself in it. Where's in the national espionage? No, but you know what I mean. No, I know it's, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was, I, know, I, it, it I just was, thought that was funny. That's all. It was still awesome. No, I'm not taking it away from the. It was great. If only, um, even if it was only two dialogue boxes to have Greg Rucka writing Batman again. Yep. And next uh, issue, probably. Right? Okay. Here's 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 what I think our goal needs to be, and I think we should follow up on this in San Diego. Uh-huh. Okay. We need to get Greg Rucka on Nightwing. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, we should take I up a collection. We, we can make that happen. We should offer him cash. <laughs> Unless they're planning on killing him in the next crisis event. I don't know. <laughs> Greg Rucka? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One rider must die. <laughs> Who will it be? <laughs> wow. Well, the thing, the thing with Outsiders is apparently we found out recently is that uh, there's only two more issues, 49 and 50, and then it's being relaunched. Uh, so apparently they're going back to Batman and the Outsiders, which was the original title. Interesting. Because um, now he's more friendly and can have a little family around him. Because Batman probably sell more books than... Yeah, but... Like, you're actually... Yeah, you're right. I mean, but still. That's a lot... Batman's going to be in a lot of places. Well, that's how it used to be. He used to be in the Justice League, and he used to run the Outsiders, and he used to do his own book, and he used to show up on... I mean, he was the, the yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, if I was going to say, he's, he's Wolverine, yeah. And all the but he was Punisher. I can't keep up. <laughs> the great thing about Batman and the Outsiders was he it was his like screw you team. Like he yeah. you know, got fed up with the Justice League and how like boring and stodgy they were, he'd just go form up the outsiders and they'd go kick ass and not worry yeah. about stuff. I think it would be I, I think one team affiliations I think it'd be cool if he you know, like left the JLA so he yeah, maybe he that. will. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe But this will. was awesome and anybody not reading this is stupid. There, I said it, all right? Stupid. You know what the good news is, if you haven't been reading this, there's a real good chance that you can go to your shop and this stuff's all on the shelves yeah because yeah. i don't hear i don't hear word one about this no one's talking about it no one's you know except us not i do notice and it feels makes me feel good that every every tuesday on my family we do a what are you going to buy tomorrow you know discussion and mm-hmm. and definitely more lately than than before i see checkmate on people's lists yeah, yeah which is great which no, is it's definitely thing. noticeable so that's good yeah, it's but, the kind of book. It's the kind of book where we don't know really how bad or good the sales are. I mean, we have an we idea, but like, yeah, I know. But like, I, it's like it's not at the point where it's on the brink of of cancellation. But it, like, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow they're like, it's going to be canceled. You know? Oh like, yeah, no, need, me neither. We need to keep buying. Even me. It's you know, like Gotham like, Central, where it, whereas uh, I was happy every month it came out, but when it was canceled, I wasn't sad. I was just like resigned. You know, like I was yeah. expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. The but that went forty something issues. So. Yeah, it did. When the eventual yeah. checkmate cancellation comes, I won't be. Upset. I mean, I will, but I won't be shocked. Yeah. We got, we got what we got, and we should be happy yeah. for it. Another pick of the week uh, prospect was Robin One Sixty Three, <laughs> which um, this was is a DC week, wasn't it? DC had a great week. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. They really did. Uh, this was another one of Beechin's one shot 
I, I, I like his story arcs, but he's really, really good at the, telling the one-shot stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was basically, it's Father's Day, Tim Drake picks up a watch for Bruce, because Bruce adopted him. He's his, he's his son, and, and on the, in the course of bringing the watch back to the manor in time to cook Bruce a Father's Day dinner, which was a funny little scene with Alfred and the food, um, he gets, of course, waylaid by a bunch of really stupid but funny criminals and spends the whole time fighting his way back to the manor. And uh, oh, go ahead. I, I, I think that one thing about this issue that really impressed me is that from a from a, again from a sort of tactical and storytelling standpoint, you had him fighting twelve characters. They're called the jury. So there's twelve mm-hmm. of them. And they, they, they execute they, street justice. Nice. Um, they angry men? Huh? They, they did seem men. a bit angry, but they that were a little the silly of, too. The but um, the, the way that this worked is, like, there was a fight, and there was a natural progression that took place in the fight that you could see happening. Meaning, like, he, you, he took everybody down, and it wasn't just like there were some punches and then it was taken care of. There was actually a story to the fight. Yep. Where, you know, the tables went one way, and then they were turned, and how he took them down made sense. And, and it, just, it wasn't just a, a melee. There was actually, you know, a sequence to it, a sequence of events. And, and between the writer and the artist, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. it's not something everybody can do. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't read it, but I saw a lot of the comments that people said and everything and what you guys were saying, and it sounds like it was interesting. And I, I, I feel bad that I'm not reading Robin, but I just can't take on the, these books. You know what I mean? Like, there are just so many – there's only so many books I can read, and that, that's just not the – you know. Perhaps when Christmas rolls around, something will – Yeah, maybe. All I, I do is, all I do is give Ron Batman books for Christmas. Yeah, all you do is that, give anybody Batman books. Hoping that it will stick. I think if, if, if anybody – I mean, I, I would love Adam Beach to write Batman. I really like his Batman. I like the, I like that he's he's he is Batman, but at the same time he's much softer. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea that they were supposed to make him more friendly and and likable and more and nicer to his family really only comes through in the Robin book, I think. Because yeah. because he's got a really great relationship with him here, even though he is still the scary Batman guy. Yeah, I like it a lot. Anyway, it was very very good. He awesome. smiles a lot in this book. Yeah. You think he should though with with Robin with with Tim and Alfred? He should smile with him. Fantastic cover. By the way, on on this week's book, on this Robin, cool, um, very good. So, um, so also this week started was the big um, X Men summer event, X Men Endangered Species number one. Um, we, I believe, we all had the opportunity to read it. Yes, um, and... I think I read it. <laughs> now, now, just just first off, before we talk about the actual book or what happened in it, I just want to I just want to make the statement. While I was reading it, I and while I've read about what's coming up with this with this storyline and stuff like that, I was thinking about I was thinking about Marvel in general, and I'm kind of excited for this event because I think I, I'm pretty sure Mister Sinister is involved in it. I think from what I read, and I really am, I want a Marvel book where there's actually villains. It's true. It's nice. I'm, nice change of pace, isn't it? Yeah, I'm getting really tired of heroes wailing on each other. You know what I mean? Like, when was the last? You know, like it's just like, Captain damn. America. You know, we'll get to like, that though. Right now, yeah, we'll get to that. But it's just like, well, no. But even then, in Captain America, I mean, yes, there's the presence of villains, but they're not, and and they're orchestrating stuff. But it's still, you know, I don't know. It's still mired in the Civil War kind of heroes versus heroes kind of thing. And like, just get back to fucking good guys, bad guys, please. You know. But um, I'm curious what you guys thought of of Endangered Species, and I'll hold my thoughts until after I hear it. It was a little confusing. Well, like, here's the thing. I, I, got a, I got a book here that's got a bunch of superheroes I kind of know, and they're all in suits. Yes. Right. And I was like, okay. okay. Uh, it was a talkie book. Yeah. I thought it was really good, except for the fact that I didn't know who half people talking were, but I thought what they said was good. 
Yeah. Um, I'm I, on a side note. I'm surprised that this whole event is actually taking place in the back of every book. Well, yeah, that's that's it's an interesting event because what it is is it's it's this first issue is the kickoff issue, and then it's uh, you know seventeen it's in through seventeen other issues of uh, of the standard run of books, and it's an eight page backup in those books. So, for example, you know, chapter one is X Men two hundred. It will be an eight page backup story in X Men number two hundred, which I didn't realize until I got this issue because I didn't really do my research. But um, I was like, oh wow, that's that's fun. That's different. You know, like ultimately it's a six issue miniseries, but spread out across seventeen books. All of which I'm buying already. That was my next question. All of which I'm buying already, except for New X-Men, which I've been meaning to get onto anyway. So, like, from my standpoint, as an X-Men fan, like, this this doesn't seem to me like the all-inclusive Civil War thing that everybody needs to read. This is like, X-Men fans, here's your crossover. And I'm totally fine with that. You know, like, I'm, to- I'm, I'm you know, like, it's, it's not the kind of thing where if you're not reading the X-Men, I'd say, this is a great jumping on point, check out this thing. Like, this is mired in X-Men continuity, and if you're an X-Men fan, you're going to love it. And I think that's okay sometimes. Well, the good so. news is if you're just reading X-Factor, which a lot of people are, or X-Factor yeah. Uncanny, which other people are, then you, just can, skip these you don't pages. have to read the backup story. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you just read so. the regular book and be fine. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to work out, and, and I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I thought as much as critical as I've been of Mike Carey's writing on X-Men, I thought this book was great. No, it was very, very good, I thought. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, and I could understand why everybody was in, you guys wouldn't know who everybody was, but me, I was just like, I giggled when I knew who everybody was, because I know who everybody is, so I win. <laughs> you know what, it's good, you, I, you know, like, if you're going to read X-Men for uh, 30 years, uh, you deserve something every once in a while that lets you take advantage of that special knowledge that only you yeah. have. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I don't want any part of it, but have fun. Right, yeah, no, exactly, and I, and I'm 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 on here saying you guys got to start picking up Uncanny and X Men and X Factor and New X Men to stick with this th- storyline. Like, no, you don't, you know, you don't. Yeah. And mo- more likely than not, they'll probably they'll collect them all, and it's a six issue, perfect for a trade. And the trade will come out if it's really good, so you get the trade, you know. But um, it's it's an interesting approach after the past couple of years of you know you got to get the miniseries and you got to get the crossover stuff and and kind of it harkens back to what's going on with with Checkmate and Outsiders and how Josh you were like I don't want any part of that, but then you were loving the crossover. Mm-hmm. So you know it's 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 kind of like the resurgence of the crossover. I say bring it on. So. I don't know. Huzzah. Um, very Huzzah. quickly this week, uh, one of my, I think probably would have been my pick uh, overall, because apparently when Captain America comes out, it has to be my favorite, um, was Captain America 27. Um, Nobody would have faulted you. Nope. No, I, I, and even I wouldn't have been. I was as critical as I was the 26. I thought this was light years better than 26. It, you know what? It was. It, was, um, it really, really was. Because the, my favorite parts of, the, of 26 were the Bucky parts, and the rest of it I sort of could have taken or leaving. Leaved? Left? Whatever. Yeah, um, the writer. Uh, in this part, like, the the uh, Sharon parts I'm now more invested in. Uh, she has her hot Emma Peel outfit. Um, <laughs> she, you know, you've got – it's just a bunch of stuff going on. I'm interested in all of it. And, and you know, like – Brubaker could write Bucky for the rest of his natural life, uh, and I'd be happy with that. I would buy that book weekly. You know, and, so and, and normally, like, it's it's like – of course he knows the Black Widow. Yeah, no, that was a great little thing they added to it. Yeah, she's a good character, and not everyone knows how to use her. But when people use her well, she's a fantastic character. Um, I'm really, you know, I'm develop like I have an affection for all of these characters at this point. Like, you know, from Black Widow to the Falcon to to Bucky and and Sharon. Like, I'm just I'm I rip roaring to know what happens next. And and just a quick little Ron and I happened to catch an old Steve Epting cover uh, in North Carolina, <laughs> and like it was early, it was god stinking awful. Oh. It was really bad, but th- there's none of that in this book. 
Um, it's a, it's amazing to see how far he's come. Looking at that cover, I mean, it's great. I mean, like he, he I mean, he, he is this art, and like, and why I liked it better from twenty six. My problem with twenty six was I thought the art would look shaky. Well, oh, that was because it was rushed. the two artists, wasn't it? It's the two yeah, artists on this one, and I didn't notice any of what I noticed last time. Yeah, me neither. Um, um, I thought it was great, and actually, to play into the conspiracy theories, I wonder how much tinkering with twenty six they did after it was done. But that, I'll just be quiet about mm-hmm. that. So, anyway, um, um, this was just. Uh, Absolutely solid all the way through, like every, almost every issue of Captain America has been before it. Yep. Um, so that's it. It was, it was, and it was good to see it timely. Yes. So, yes. I don't think yeah. that that's going to be a problem. I know. Epting's an old hand. Yeah. He's not falling <laughs> behind. And he's got an extra guy helping him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last book I wanted to talk about um, uh, True Story, Swear to God, uh, number six from Image. Um, basically, what this is, is a, it's a self drawn, written, and lettered autobio comic from Tom Beeland. Um, I've been reading it since he was uh, with uh, AIT Planet Lair, and then he left that and started this image book. Um, and it's basically the story. It originally starts with the story of how he met his wife, and then they get married and their life together. Really basic. I would even go so far as to call a little overly sentimental and sappy at time, and I think that would turn some people off. However, at the same time you get that, there's this exceptional sense of honesty, where he's just sort of laying himself out on the line, and he's saying, you know, he's sort of the, showing both sides of himself. Um, the reason that I really wanted to talk about this book is that this is the story of the first book that he published. Um, and his wife made him, or she wasn't his wife at the time, she made him, you know, she's like, you can do it, just go self-publish. And he was like, I don't know how to do that, I'm not going to do that, it'll never succeed. And, you know, he, he figures out how to get it printed, and then, like, the books arrive. And then he goes to the comic shop, and he sees his book on the shelf, um, and it's just really sweet. And if you have, as many, many of you probably do, aspirations to print your own comics, uh, there's something really satisfying about it. Like when he opens the book, you know, when he, or he gets his diamond order in for the first time and he opens the box and he sees, holds his first book, you know, it's, it's sort of triumphant. What know, was really, the first really, book called? Uh, it's a true story, swear to God. It's a, wow, that blows your mind. Yeah, it's the true story of his book, which is He's this holding book. the book I'm reading. Yeah, wow. Well, it said this is, this is, Later in the book, you see. I understand. Um, these are great stories, just for sort of anyone. Cool. Uh, you know, like I said, they can be a little overly sentimental at times, but uh, I still really enjoy them, and, and I keep buying it because I like it. So awesome. There you go. Well, really quickly, we were at Heroes Con last week, and did we have fun? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Hells yeah. So, um, yeah, Heroes Con is the convention that was in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and it is one of the last of the few big independent conventions um, with not backing from, like, Wizard or from the people behind San Diego or anything like that. Um and it was really interesting to go to. I thought I thought it was um, I thought it was a it was a it was a different feel. It was a different experience. Yeah, we didn't also, really know what to expect. Yeah, um, but I had fun. I thought it was a blast. I thought Charlotte was great, and I thought um, you know we I thought we had a fun time. I had fun with you guys. It was you know? a, I, had a, I had a great time. It was a real uh, fan centric con. Yeah. Like if you you know there wasn't there wasn't a it booth. wasn't about booths. It wasn't about merchandise. It was about comics and people. Yep, exactly. Comics yeah, and the people was, who make them, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, there really wasn't there, there wasn't there wasn't like preview books. There wasn't company booths except for Image. There was nothing really like that. It was just guys at tables. It seemed it seemed very um, it seemed very sincere and like you know kind of the um, what it's really all about. You mm-hmm. know, like it's it's about comics, and, it, and you got you got that feeling. It was so laid back that you would turn around and see superstar Rosario Dawson just walking around, and and nobody bothering her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it was very it was very interesting it was um fascinating almost and like a lot of the there was a lot of talent there a lot we we um we commented um that, that we we thought that it was we picked up on the fact that it was very artist centric there yeah. weren't a lot of writers there you know why because um, i think that what happened is the artists there weren't any there weren't companies there so marvel and dc weren't there so they weren't flying people to it so the artists were there to make their own you know they were selling commissions and stuff so they can go and make their own money but a writer can't make yeah. any money on the show so much right but the the point I was going to make was that there are a lot of artists there and a lot of big names, you know, like mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of big people, and you could, you know, like you you know you just see an artist walking around, you know, looking at the booths, you know, what I mean, like I I honestly saw Eric Larson more at other people's booths than at the Image booth. Yeah, I was you next know, to like, him in the airport on my way home. He was sketching in the terminal. Nice, Not just for himself, I think. One, Always sketching. Yeah. One last point about the show was we had some excellent, excellent, excellent barbecue. Yes, we did. Uh, yes. Barbecue, the barbecue follies, as I like to call them. <laughs> Apparently, apparently things close on Sunday in the South. Yeah, we're not used to that. Yeah. No, we're not. <laughs> Why are we, they open? We did, we did manage we... to get to King's Barbecue or Barbecue yeah. King. Yeah, uh, King which was a drive-in. Place. You hit a button yeah. and they bring your food out, and it was it like was awesome. three bucks for a, a barbecue sandwich, which is pulled smoked pork that's chopped. Uh, it's real good. It, yeah, was, it was really, really. Awesome. It was like it was like eight bucks for everything. There were four of us, and we got a lot of food. And it, was it was like $26. So, so, so yeah, 26 bucks. It's like, okay then. Just thank everybody who sent – a lot of people sent in lists of places to go and check out, and thank you, all, everybody. And you guys yeah, – yeah, uh, uh, and you heard this show last week that was live, so we wanted to thank the live audience. People. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a ton yeah. of fun. Um, yeah, that was a blast. That was re- that was really cool. So thanks everybody for coming out for that. And thanks for everybody who sent us, you know, tips and feedback and stuff like that. And and like Matt from who works at Heroes, uh, this comic store down there, he was very helpful in pointing us, you know, telling us where to go and stuff like that. Chris so. Parton from ComicAddiction.com was uh, yeah. helpful too. Yeah, it was um, very cool. It's a good good show. Uh, if you like the DC, you might not like it as much. The DC. It was, it was it was North Carolina is very Marvel centric. We found out. Oh, oh yeah, the con, yeah, yeah, the con was, yeah, yeah, and I was like, what? Yeah, except, ironically, Marvel didn't come, but Dan DiDio and Jan Jones and a bunch yeah. of DC people were at Heroes, which is ironic. Neither of them had yeah, booths. The, the booth, yeah, no, no right, they, they were attending panels and stuff like that, but, like, the the retailers and the people selling stuff, it was predominantly Marvel stuff. Like, it, was it was so strange. 85%. Yeah, it was really bizarre, so, but, um, but hey, yeah, that's how it shakes. Um, so. It was very good, though. It was fun. Yeah, so. uh, there, you can, you can, you'll, there's, there's, gonna be, there's a video coming. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So Definitely. so we're not done with it quite yet. There, there'll be some stuff coming up. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying though. I've said too much. Well, well, until then, while you're waiting for that video to come, you can go to Netflix and get some DVDs. Um, if you head over to www.netflix.com/ifanboy, you can sign up for Netflix. Um, if you don't, if you're not currently a member, and you can get over seventy-five thousand titles. They got no late fees. They got free shipping. This is the whole DVD. Pick it online. They send it to you. You mail it back. Um, no late fees. Keep it as long as you want. Um, they got plans starting from four ninety-nine. And when you go to www.netflix.com/ifanboy, you can get a free two-week trial. So, um, and if you want, they've got a great friends thing, and you can send us a friend invite, and we can be your friend. Well, that hasn't been working all week. It's, it's down. Yeah, it's week. been down. Yeah, no, it's been down. So. I've got um, one like invite I have in my inbox that I can't delete yeah. until yeah. I. Yeah. Well, no, they say you can delete. You can move the. You can move the message because the system remembers it. Although you might want to save it because it's been down. But yeah, yeah. I've noticed that because I've got when I've gotten like a bunch of requests, mm-hmm. and I go to the site and it remembers all the requests that I have because they're good like that. So friend us uh, when it comes yeah. back. www.netflix.com/ifanboy. Listener mail time. Wings fan seven fifty seven. 
He's an old hand at this. What do you guys think of Marvel's plan to cancel Sensational Spider-Man and Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man and publish Amazing Spider-Man three times a month? If it means better continuity regarding Spider-Man, I'm all for it. Y- yeah. I mean, this is being seen as Marvel's response to 52 and Countdown? It's not. Well, they're just I mean, renaming. They're just renaming two books. It's their it's their it's their attempt to bring Spider Man's house back in order. Well, I mean, if you if you look at it, if you look at it, they've got now they've got Amazing coming out three times three times a month, three weeks in a row. You got Steve Wacker editing it. It seems a lot like a Spider Man weekly book, you know, with it just being three weeks as opposed to four weeks. The thing that worries me about it is that it's separate creative teams. Yeah, so it's well, three that's why three different books. It's not a and and book. each. And each story is supposed to be kind of stand on its own, yet also th- keep the main storyline going. Yeah. I don't know how long that can last. What's the or point? Be, Listen, I'm uh, actually yeah. going to reserve judgment on this until I find out who the hell's writing this stuff. Well, are, are, exactly. Is yeah, that's a very good point. With JMS leaving, it's going to be interesting to see. And you know, we've been speculating that slot might get it, fraction might get it. Yeah. Could we see everybody getting it? You know, yeah. like Every, everyone you know, will write the book. It'll be a yeah, Josh. Team. Josh, you'll be writing it. It's going to be I, I um, got I got the amazing deal. I, oh, I wasn't yeah. supposed to announce that. Oh, wait till San Diego. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, um, Joe Casada's going to have your head. Here's the other thing. Uh, Phil Jimenez, uh, he's writing all three. He's drawing all three. Is he really? I don't know. Oh. Well, that would, that would my, kill a man. Don't get my hopes up. He could do it. Phil could do it. He's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I, well, are you, do you guys buy Amazing? No. I don't buy, I don't buy any Spider-Man you, books. Are you going to? I'll Depends on who writes it. Depends yeah. on who writes it. For some reason, I do. I'm, like, I'm that Marvel zombie where I just, oh, I've always bought Amazing. Not for I'll some reason, you, because you're ill. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though. Like, I don't want to have to buy all three titles. Well, it's, just, well, it's it the one. Well, it depends if it's three. It's not one title. It's three different titles. It's Amazing Spider-Man. They're going to come. The numbers are going to come out sequentially yeah. in order. If you're buying Amazing, you're buying all three. No, I don't want to do that. No, no, that's no. bullshit. It's bullshit. No, it's bullshit. if JMS is writing one, I'm not buying that one. You know what I mean? If there's somebody I don't like doing that one, I'm not going to buy that particular. One. That's fascinating because they're all because I, I I'd imagine they're all going to tie into each other. So every week you're going to have a gap. So well, I'm not buying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not adding three more books unless they turn out to be the most amazing thing in the world. Amazing, ah, amazing. But then I can get it in trade later if I screw if I blow that. So whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, we'll reserve judgment. Uh, our next email comes from John from uh, Milton, Ontario, Canada. Um, he's got some questions about the BCF Perez JLA Avengers series from a few years ago. Is it any good? How good? Good enough to warrant buying the expensive hardcover collection, or should I wait for the trade paperback? Will there ever be a trade paperback? If, um, if you're Connor. You probably what? like it a lot. You it did was like awesome. it a lot, right? It was yeah. really good. Uh, did you buy the hardcover? Yes. So did I. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, this was actually one of those big events, and especially between two companies, it turned out really, really well. Yep. It paid. It totally paid off, I thought. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and, it, and, and it was one of, honestly, I think it was one of the precursors to the absolute omnibus trend that we're seeing now because it was an oversized book in a slip case. Yes. Like, I feel, feel almost like it was like the pilot for that kind of program, and it's a nice collection. It's really nice. It's really pretty. So, I was you know, kind of bored by the book, but that, I, I, that's probably not an indicator because if you're asking about it, then you'll probably like it more than I did. Yeah, no. I don't think it was bad. I just didn't. It was just like... Didn't, ton- didn't resonate? Yeah, and it was just a ton of characters, and I just... I think it was definitely for people who have been reading these characters for a while. And it, it referenced story. It referenced almost every big story between the two books for years and years, and it was it was really good if you, if you know all that stuff. Which, which again, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, so if you got the if you got the cash, check it out. I don't know whether it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be in trade or what the plans are. It's with probably that. some sort of intercompany issue with releasing a trade. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, I know. I know that the hardcover came out on the DC side. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So my guess is you should probably go ahead and either you could probably track down the back issues without too much trouble. Um, but if not, you'd probably want to get the hardcover because I wouldn't hold my breath for the trade. 
Yeah, yeah. definitely not. Good point. Jeff from Greeley, Colorado wrote in, and we got a similar voicemail from Joe, not Joe, Josh from Portland, Maine. Uh, Jeff writes and says, what would you guys think if Marvel left Steve Rogers dead and replaced him with a black guy? <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam Wilson's powers don't Just match. Just stop reading now. Sam Wilson's powers don't match up. I don't really want to see him see a teenage Captain America a patriot, uh, the guy in Young Avengers. So how about Luke Cage? It seems like a little far-fetched, but why not? He would get pissed off by Stark trying to trot out some new pro-registration Captain America and take up the identity himself. Neither DC or Marvel have any, uh, have any iconic characters that are African-American. You have to go pretty far down the list to find Power Man, John Stewart, and Steel, Mister Terrific. What do you What do we think? Well, and and just to differentiate, Josh from Portland, Maine's voicemail was specifically about should there be a new cap yes. or should they who, just or who, who should be the new cap? Yeah. And to quickly respond to Jeff, his last bit about DC and Marvel not having any um, iconic ca- characters, I don't think you can get more iconic than the Black Panther. Uh, yes, you, yes, you can. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, did you uh, you leave the remote somewhere? <laughs> no, but I mean, the Black Panther has always been, you know, like, look at his name he's for Christ's sake. I, mean, I think he's iconic. No, but he, if I mean, you want to take, take strides, and just if you want to look at the strides that the teams have taken, Luke Cage taken a lot has of become strides. a gigantically important yeah. character. He's yes. head of the new Avengers. Um, you know, he was a, a C list black exploitation character previously. And Mr. Now, Terrific on the DC side, similarly. Yep, Mr. Terrific, definitely. Uh, they've yep. taken Black Lightning and put him in the four. Um, yeah, I think there's been a lot of progress. It's what you can't been, you know, do is you can't create a character from scratch Storm. who's going to be as important. Storm is a great character. For Storm, and she's one. Of, and she's and she's she's in the. If you ask me, she is in the 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 upper tier of Marvel. No, yeah, she, Storm, Storm is iconic, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Black Panther. Yeah. And, I, and I, unfortunately, they kind of Halle Berry kind of backtracked that effort. I think a little bit, but the, like the other thing is, you can't go back and create a character who like Superman or Batman who happens to be black because you can't. You can't build in 60 years of tradition from that. But you can go forward from here. Um, and I, I think they're taking pretty good steps. And I think I, I, I was really, really impressed by Luke Cage in that, especially recently, is that they haven't made him... After that Brian Azzarello thing, you guys, did you guys read that? No, no. There was a, there was a miniseries done right when Marvel Max it's came called out. called Cage, wasn't it? Cage by Brian Azzarello and uh, uh, Richard Corbin. A beautiful art. It was I, it was really awful. I really didn't like it. It was like it was like taking Luke Cage back to the hood, and he was tough, and he had like a grill with his name on it on his teeth, and it was just bad. And well, then, did you guys you saw that the, in the announcement they're doing a throwback seventies Cage book? That's okay. Though. I could be down. Depends with on that. how they write that. Yeah, no, but I'm okay with it because if it's if it's taking place in the seventies. Then that's fine, you know what I mean? Like, if it's a if it's a throwback, it's not that '70s kind of character now trying right. to work now. Right. Well, the and, question and, the, the question is 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 could there be a black Captain America? Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean I, no, no, I I don't, I don't imagine most right thinking people having a a problem with the concept of it, but it would have to fit. It could they couldn't do it because they were like, well, he's black, and we'll figure well, out I the think, rest after I that. I think if 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 right. Sam kind of like truth. Yeah. Well, if, I think if Sam Wilson put the mask on, it fits. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. The Sam Wilson, but, but the thing those is, but, guys with the mask on, it, you don't feel like it's it's contrived. So I, I think anybody else probably is, but Sam Sam puts it on. It's okay. They let but the Nomad thing, but the be. thing is, but, but the thing is, well, Nomad was his partner. I mean, it wasn't like you know. Um, but the thing is, is that um, I almost side with the they shouldn't make anybody like nobody should be because like because if Sam Wilson puts on like Sam Wilson's Falcon, that's his thing. He's got the bird, you know, like that whole kind of thing. Let let him, let Sam Wilson be Sam Wilson. Yeah, exactly. I agree exactly. With that. Why should yeah? Why should you know? Why you know? And like and and the thing is, is that like in the seventies or eighties, you know, other people wore the cap, 
the cap um, costume, it wasn't such a big deal that it has to be Steve Rogers. I don't know what's happened in the past 20, 30 years, but for some reason to me now, cap is Steve Rogers. Well, and, you know, Steve, Steve Rogers yeah. is, you know what, in my mind, Steve Rogers is replacing Peter Parker as a linchpin of the Marvel Universe. Interesting. To yeah, me, totally, I, find, yeah. I find him much more relevant, much more important to my life in my, like the way that, I just love that character. And I, th- I think that they've been building him up over years and the people who've been writing the Avengers and Captain America for the last twenty years have got this reverence for him. You look at yeah. like when when the day that Steve Rogers died, per se. You know, it was a. Where were you the day Steve Rogers died? Well, it was like a big deal. It was a bigger. Yeah. I think it was a bigger deal than the Spider-Man story. Yeah, I agree oh, totally. I totally. So, agree. so no, they shouldn't replace Steve Rogers permanently. Obviously, like, but if they do, you know, I I always liked the U.S. Agent storyline when they put John yeah. Walker in this. That that was an interesting way to take it. Yeah. it didn't last forever. Yeah. Anyway, well, this won't last forever either. Nope. So. Uh, but, <laughs> well, how long has Jean Grey been dead? Ten years? No, f- three or four. Has it been three or four? Since, since Morrison killed her? Well, yeah. she, dead, she was dead ten years before that, wasn't she? The last time she died? She, no, she was dead. She was the, the, the longest period that she was actually dead for was like five or six years. She came back. They After Dark Phoenix Saga, that was like 8081, they brought her back in 86 in X Factor, and then she's been alive since then until Morrison killed her. Wasn't she dead she's before? Only, she's only died twice. She, she's only died twice. Wasn't she dead before the, the Dark Phoenix, and then, then she came out of the ground and she was Phoenix? That was instantaneous. That was within moments. She was dead. Yeah. Okay. No, no. They they crashed and they thought she died and they were all still in the oh. water getting out after the crash and then she shot up. Oh, okay. So. Heroin shot up. <laughs> you know what I mean. Flew out of the water. Oh, if you haven't ever read the Dark Phoenix Saga, that's probably uh, something you should order and you should go to comichole.com for that. I've been getting a lot of emails from people saying that they're going to pick it up and discovering it, which is really cool. Well, so. Still, though, ComicHole.com will be your best solution for discounted comics and trades. Uh, they've got all new Marvel DC Dark Horse image books, uh, 40% off of those. Trades and hardcovers at 30 to 50% off, and they've got new stuff coming in all the time, and the old stocks, you know, good. So uh, you should go there. They have lots of good shipping options, and uh, tell them iFanboy.com sent you. Indeed. And um, if you have an email that you want to send us or have a question for us you want to uh, send via email, you can go to contact.ifanboy.com and, and send the email. And I'm just going to say email over and over again. Um, it's like I've never done a podcast before. It feels a little like that. Yeah. I think so, we need right, the audience. So, <laughs> I know. I got used to it. Um, all right. So on to the voicemail. So our first voicemail comes from uh, uh, Robert in Alabama with a, uh, with a fun question to think about. Hey, iFanboy. This is Robert. I'm a soldier currently stationed in Alabama, and I had two questions for y'all. I was in a tattoo parlor the other day getting a tattoo, and I was thinking this would be because you just have to lay there being perfectly still for like over for a couple hours. I was wondering what trades would y'all bring to a tattoo parlor to you know, make the time go by? And my second question was, would y'all ever get a tattoo of any type of uh, comic book character or comic book symbol? Uh, thank y'all very much. Bye-bye. So he hasn't been listening to the show for that long, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'll just start off with uh, it's 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 uh, sort of common knowledge among the community that I have a Green Lantern tattoo on my arm. Uh, just the symbol. <laughs> um, I don't regret it, but I would say that if you were going to do it, uh, you want to think long and hard about that. <laughs> Sounds like regret to me. No, I, I I love it. I still I still I'm a, I'm glad I got it. Um, I don't recommend it for everybody. And like literally, mine's just a symbol, which is a pretty uh, benign. You know, yeah, it's pretty obsequious. I I wouldn't get a figure. I wouldn't get you know. This I wouldn't get a Batman or a Superman. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't do that, but um, yeah. you know, I, I thought I thought his initial question is really what when I when he started talking about it, I was like, okay, it's going to be like, what would you get, blah blah. That's like, what trade would you bring to get it in? I thought that was <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was fascinating. I don't know. I, like, I, I sat never, there and I never thought terror. about that. So yeah, I, I was just gonna say, you. like, I don't know if I could read. I'd probably have to bring some sort of stick to bite on. <laughs> I couldn't. That, well, that's yeah, actually yeah. what I thought was. I was like, I, I couldn't even begin to read. I remember right before I went to get my tattoo, and this was like, Jesus, it was almost ten years ago now. Um, no, it wasn't eight years. Eight years ago. Um, and I was watching. I was watching a James Bond movie on on TBS before I went down to get it, and and I was just trying whatever I could to not think about it. You know what I mean? And then there was a girl who lived in the house at the time. She was like, so are you nervous? And I was like, shut up. But I, I would say you look for a book that utterly absorbs you, that you aren't thinking about it if you're a big wuss. Eat, or know. one that is laced in painkillers or anesthesia. You can lick the pages. Yeah, you should exactly. bring from hell and have somebody whack you over the head with it. Yeah, yeah that's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> so um, You can read Watchmen. I, when I first time I read Watchmen, I sat and grossed for like 10 hours in a row. So. Right, but were you getting a tattoo? No, but I was so concentrating on the book that I didn't know. Yeah, but if you're distracted, you might miss what's good about the book. Yeah. Well, the pirate part? <laughs> Listen, if you've never um, read it, you can't talk about shit. Would you get the happy face with the blood coming down tattooed on you, Connor? I already have it on my chest. <laughs> nice. Oh, good times. <laughs> Superimposed under the Harley Eagle. <laughs> All right, so um, our next voicemail comes from um, uh, a regular listener who challenges us. Hi, fanboy. How you doing? This is Jimsky calling uh, from St. Louis. I've had a question that I have been thinking about asking for weeks, but I kept putting it off until I listened to the most recent podcast and heard Josh and Connor lambasting poor Ron for having the audacity to read a single issue of Invincible instead of waiting for the trade. Uh, my heart went out to the little guy, and uh, I was just wondering, when it comes to your trade philosophy, I don't get it. How do you stand it? Like, I read books and trades, I read fables, I read Ex Machina, I read Ultimate X-Men, but I do it because those are the books that make me go, meh. You know what I mean? Like, I can wait to get that story. You guys uh, read books they're in trade that you cannot wait to read, but you volunteer, basically, to, in fact, wait to read them, like, for a year at a time. And I just, uh, I yearn to understand like, you know, I can't wait to read The Walking Dead. Well, good. You don't, you don't have to. It's right over there. It costs $3. It's, it's number 30. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I just wanted to get some insight into how your minds work a little bit. Any would be appreciated. Muchas gracias. I love Jimski. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I have, to, I have to thank Jimski for reminding me that this week I picked my book to drop to balance out the scales. And I dropped Ex Machina in single issues. I'm moving to trades on that to balance out your your horrible betrayal of... You son of a bitch. Yeah, now the scales you are back even. How do you like wow. that, Apples? Jimski makes fantastic points. And, like, and I thought about it, and, like, you know, and as much as I love The Walking Dead, and as much as I love Josh initially got to get me into it, got me the hardcover, because I'm a fucking weirdo, obsessive-compulsive, I need to keep it consistent. And I die waiting for those hardcovers like with the wait for hardcover number two took forever and he's totally right right like why like now i'm just further justified in my moving to issues on invincible because i'm not gonna wait i can enjoy it on a monthly basis congratulations i'm I'm giving you i can't wait for anything i have to have it now 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 (laughs) (laughs) because you have no ability to delay gratification yeah exactly i like my story in bigger chunks 
I like to be able yeah. to read it and not forget about it in five minutes after I'm done with it. Not all of them, but I've just found that I just enjoy reading that those two books so much in that way that I don't need that change. Right. I mean, it's it's something to um, it's something it's something to think about. I mean, it's definitely something I didn't think about. I never really had an approach to what was in trade and what wasn't. It was just purely whether I can jump on or not. I think it was when you picked it up. Like, if you picked it up first in trade, yeah, kept reading it that way. I've switched in fables. I switched from trades to issues, and I wish that I had kept with the trades. Really. The, the last couple issues have been really amazing, but I, I think I enjoyed reading it more like that because it feels more satisfying, more filling. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely understand the filling, the filling thing, but um, it's just difficult to, it's, it's, it's difficult to wait, really. I mean, like you're right. I, can't, I, I don't I can't, buy that because I read yeah. novel series, I read books that featuring the same characters that follow storyline, and I wait three, four years for those books. And I don't care. I just want, the, I want the story when it comes out. I'm wait, I've been waiting it's, three years for the next Thursday Next novel. I wait another year if it come, takes another year to come out. I don't care. Yeah. I want the whole complete storyline. I don't want to have them lose the chapter every six months. I wouldn't want to read it that way. It's, it, I mean, I think it's really, really interesting. I mean, like I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of the of the monthly book. I'm a big fan of the monthly, you know, kind of thing. But um, I, I just never really thought about it that way. And I think I think that Jimsky and I have a have a have an opinion, and you guys have. An I opinion think you and Jimsky should one. go get married. Shut up. Uh, he's ar- he's already married, I think. Whatever. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so all right. So if you have a voicemail that you want to, if you have a, if you want to call us and leave a voicemail, you can call one eight eight. I've got this voice. voicemail here. I don't I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's it's the same joke every week. One eight eight three two six. Stop. Let me do it. One eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. So call in, please. So all right. Cool. Well, um, wow, we were a little rusty after after, <laughs> after a week. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but you don't forget you can head over to ifanboy.com and check out all the discussion on the site. Read what other people uh, read this week, what they thought of Connor's pick, and that sort of thing. A lot of good discussion over um, on ifanboy.com as well as in the forum um, on revision3.com. So, um, so yeah, check it out. Yeah, if uh, you're check- yeah, and if you're a writer or an artist, we got a thread up on the revision3.com forums where you can meet up with each other and make make stuff happen. We've actually got some pages coming out of it now, which is exciting. Very, very exciting. Oh, are there pages coming yeah, up? Yeah, go check There's it out. Pages. Yeah, pe- That's awesome. People are posting pages. It's good stuff. Yeah, very cool. So, um, and don't forget, like we mentioned, you can go to contact. You can email contact at ifanboy.com or leave us a voicemail at one eight eight fanboys, and you could um, send in your questions, comments, that sort of thing. Um, and voicemails, please keep them to about thirty seconds. Yep. So we appreciate it. Every Wednesday on revision three dot com slash ifanboy and on ifanboy.com around three o'clock Eastern Standard Time is the ifanboy video show, which is completely different than the, the weekly audio show that you are now listening to. And this week, yeah. uh, the boys are back in town. Yeah, that's all we're gonna say. Yeah. So. We talked to Thin Lizzy. <laughs> nice. Um, and so there are a lot. Uh, don't forget, there are a lot of different things other than ifanboy.com in the forums. You can go to frapper.com slash ifanboy and stick your pin in the map and be counted as part of the ifanboy faithful. Um, you can also go to myspace.com slash ifanboy or comicspace.com slash ifanboy or go to Facebook and look us up or go to verb.com slash ifanboy. All various different ways to be our friend in the virtual universe. Yep. And if you like this show and the video show, you can go to iTunes, leave us a review, or you can go to podcastalley.com and write one there or you can tell your friends tell the comic store tell your mom tell your girlfriend your boyfriend your uh, guy priest on your lawn. yeah your priest yeah your priest in confession yeah your your rabbi I've in, been in, listening in to Jewish a confession? show <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong with that well <laughs> oh well then excuse me <laughs> finally in addition to uh, patroning our, our lovely sponsor patronizing Netflix, that also patronizing works. right well that has a negative connotation no, you know, patroning like, isn't a word though 
I know. It but sounds <laughs> better, though. That's yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> So um, if you go to Netflix and Comic Hall and help them out, but you can also help us out directly by going to ifanboy.com slash donations. You can um, donate any amount that you want via PayPal. And, uh, you know, like we're working hard to make the video show and the audio shows better. And also we're doing, we started, you know, we did that live event in Charlotte. We might do live more live events um, with Charlotte behind us. Now all eyes are on San Diego. So we're starting to make our San Diego plans. So if, you're coming to San, if you're coming to San Diego, we've got some good stuff up our sleeves. There's so, at least two um, panels I know about. Yeah. So, and we'll talk about more about that as we get closer. So, um all right, but I think that's about it for this week. So um, until next week, uh, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>